0: History podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode 149 on Anna Nicole Smith. This one's a little different than our typical uh episodes.
1: Yes, it but, is. But her life I feel like-
0: You've always liked her, right? I've loved her. She had a TV show, which we'll talk about, and it it's in the same vein of like the girls next door. The Playboy you know? stuff, yeah. And You've I always loved, loved
1: this business. I don't I did do. I did not get into it as much as you did, but I liked, I mean, I'm cool. They're, they're, it's cool,
0: yeah. <laughs> but she she was just a larger than life, I feel like personality, and she got <laughs> This is going to sound bad, but she got fat at the point she was doing the show, which at the time I really identified with, like <laughs> it made me happy that she was, you know, still being her crazy self and she had gained weight Um, mm-hmm. and she was just sh- sharing her life, which was kind of a train wreck. And I think she was a good person, but she has a, a lot of tragedy in her life and it's just sad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought uh, there's a, a new Netflix documentary out now that, oh, what is it called? It is called, um, You Don't Know Me or something like that. We talk about it in here. I list it in here, um, oh, okay, but good. but it is, it's pretty good. It gives more information than what you can find online. They um, interview a lot of people that knew her uh, and that's what kind of sparked this topic. It brought me back to the early 2000s when I was watching this old on, days. Yeah, when I was watching <laughs> this on the TV. So before we get into it, we've got uh, one piece of business that we wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, we have shared this on the Facebook page. It's harder to share this kind of stuff on Instagram, but we shared a link to uh, Crescent Sanatorium and Prison, which we did a two-parter on not too long ago. Uh, I had gone and done an investigation there. They are, they created a GoFundMe page and they're taking donations to try to keep the prison with big produce, big house produce. Um, I guess their landlord received a higher offer um, to own the land and they are trying to nullify their lease. And the people that could possibly be buying it are not interested in preserving any of the history of the property, which is what Big House Produce is all about.
1: Boo! Yeah, boo these people.
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, it it's a very it's such a cool place, and they're really trying to do right by it and um, let people go and do photography there and the ghost hunting and all of that stuff. It's it, I think it's history that that deserves to be saved
1: and well, and they care trying- about it. Are they trying to use the
0: GoFundMe money to to buy it? Yeah, basically to but to put down a bigger offer or to fight the nullification, nullification of the lease. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's always
1: nicer when you have these historical places having people that care about it owning it or leasing it. In that case, yeah. because yeah, if somebody else buys it, who knows what they're going to do? Tear it all down right building yeah, parking probably. lot
0: <laughs> nothing n- nothing cool right <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing we're going to go visit and i would really enjoy going back there and taking you too so mm-hmm. you can see it um and i will
1: definitely go next time we're all out there
0: so yeah hopefully it's yeah. around still yeah their goal is to raise 160,000 which is like crazy big um mm-hmm so they're only at like 2600. So we will be making a donation mm-hmm. um and we hope you guys can too even if it's $2 or $5. I mean any of it gets them closer to that goal to try to preserve the property and the people that mm-hmm. work there, the volunteers, all of those things are they're so passionate about it and you can just tell that it just bleeds into everything that they do and it's mm-hmm. it's super important. So um we will put the link also in the show notes on the episode so you can scroll down to the bottom and it'll be right before the sources um that we list that way you can just click right on the link and it'll take you to the gofundme so nice yes all right that's all the business I had let's get into this crazy life okay okay Vicky Lynn Hogan which
1: is Anna Nicole Smith Correct. We will change the name once she
0: changes it in the timeline. In
1: her timeline. Yes. Yes. Okay. Vicki Lynn Hogan. She was born on November 28th, 1967 and grew up in Mexia, Texas. What a name. Mm -hmm. She was the only daughter of Virgie Arthur and Donald Hogan. Her father had five other children, which were her half siblings. She was primarily raised by her mother and her family in Mexia. She attended Mexia High School, but dropped out in 1984. She started working at a fried chicken restaurant where she met Billy Wayne Smith, who was a cook at the restaurant. The two married in 1985 when Vicki was
0: just 17 years old. It's so funny to hear, like, in the documentary, hear like her family talk about how she portrayed Billy Wayne Smith like this heartthrob and then to see a picture of him it's like really like wow yeah yeah but maybe he was in the
1: documentary he's portrayed as a heartthrob maybe he's
0: like got a really like sexy personality I don't know I mean he's strikes two out of three for me i mean he's not great uh and he works at a chicken restaurant i mean at least he has a job that's true that's true and who doesn't like fried chicken that's true he's got the that's
1: hookup true. he's the cook right he makes all that chicken, he knows what chicken doing. <laughs> Chicken's hard to make fried chicken is hard to make mm-hmm. <laughs> well i mean you can make it but i would never well it's difficult yeah, and there's a lot all- of uh,
0: hazards there. I don't know if you should. Right, <laughs> I've burned the crap out of myself and probably consume raw chicken at the end of all of it. Right, so <laughs> I'm just gonna stay away. But exactly, um, something else to note is that Virgie, even though she pretty much raised Anna Nicole, they did not get along. She says a lot how she basically hated her mother, but Aww. then if you watch the documentary. They have Virgie on there, and basically she says that Anna Nicole made all of this up because a sad story sells better than a, you know, a good story, which is true. Uh, But that is
1: true. But who would do that
0: about their parents? I mean, she has so many other tragedies in her life. She doesn't Yeah, like it's not necessary. Right. January 22, 1986, the couple welcomed their son, Daniel Wayne Smith, into the world. Vicki wanted to get out of Texas to provide a better life for her son. Six months after Daniel was born, Billy and Vicky separated. She was done with the chicken business and she went to work at Walmart. Then she moved up the chain a tiny bit to a waitress job at Red Lobster. She spent her money as fast as she could make it, though, and she knew that this job wasn't going to sustain the lifestyle that she wanted for herself and her son. She started dieting to attempt to find a job as a stripper, and she was not always well received because she had smaller breasts. She did. She did.
1: Doesn't she still have
0: so humongous boobs? She got a boob job. Well, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But, oh, okay. It's just funny because her picture of her, like, she looks like she can be any, any person. One of my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's she just,
1: kind of reminds I, me of my mom in the like in the eighties with pictures of me when I was born. Yeah. The couch, the hair, the t-shirt, this picture you've got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody in the eighties. <laughs> exactly.
0: And then it's just, it's crazy to see the transformation between what she was and then what she made herself into pretty much
1: yeah so she moved around to a few different strip clubs when in october of 1991 she landed a gig at Gigi's, where she met a billionaire oil tycoon named j howard marshall who was 86 years old yes so he was at the strip club oh yeah
0: he loved at him,
1: 86 baby. years old
0: you know he was getting it <laughs>
1: J. Howard Marshall had graduated from Yale Law School magna cum laude in 1931 and served briefly as assistant dean of the school. He left for a government job in the Department of the Interior and became familiar with oil pricing and the petroleum industry. That led to stints in the private sector, including Standard Oil, Ashland Oil and Refining Company, and Signal Oil and Gas. In the 50s and 60s, he became involved with the Koch family, and he co-founded a company called Great Northern Oil, who first sold an interest to Fred. Is it Koch or Koch?
0: I don't don't really know. Koch is how I'd say it.
1: Okay. Could could go either way. Mm-hmm. In 1969, he swapped the rest of his oil company shares to Fred's son, Charles, for an estimated 16% stake in Koch Industries, which is now America's second largest private company. And that's why I feel like we should probably know this.
0: What do you mean? Like what, If it's what Koch or Koch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like we should be familiar with this guy. And I feel like I have read his name before, and I feel like it might be Koch.
0: <laughs> it could be. It could be Koch. But it's also a private company, so it's very private. Mm, I don't know. I feel I don't like know how much I research I like private companies it, or the oil industry. No, I think
1: his name's like in the news and shit.
0: I was whenever I saw his name, I thought of Croc, which is like the founder of McDonald's or whatever. And there's a croc K-R-O-C center mm-hmm. near us. That's where my mind went. Maybe that's
1: why it looks familiar. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know. Vicky decided, like we talked about with her small boobies, that she wanted bigger ones. And she was going to have a boob job that was just going to propel her modeling career. It said that after she had this boob job that she developed an addiction to pain medication. And that kind of just traveled with her the rest of her life. And we don't really talk too much about like her addiction problems because it's not super well known I think the people around her knew that it was a thing um, and I think that they helped facilitate those drugs for her over the counter so after her boob job she had finally hit it big she rose pretty quickly she was featured on the cover of the March 1992 issue of Playboy magazine and her name was listed as Vicki Smith And then appeared as the Playboy Playmate of the Month in a pictorial shot by Stephen Wada for the May 1992 issue. She was also able to secure a contract to replace supermodel Claudia Schiffer in a Guess Jeans ad campaign. And it was then that she decided she was going to change her name from Vicky to Anna Nicole.
1: Do we know why she changed her name to Anna Nicole?
0: So then in the next little blurby, she really loved Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. she actually felt like she was a reincarnation of her. Huh. Which I mean, I don't know. She was obsessed. And she's in and Looking is beautiful. You know what?
1: Looking at this picture of her right after she had her son and then what she becomes, that is very similar to Marilyn Monroe yeah well she's she's beautiful and then does the same things that marilyn monroe does to her looks minus i think the boob job um but you know the hair the face situation and And yeah
0: she wasn't a stick figure she was a more curvy woman um not not fat at all uh just curvy and voluptuous and you know mm-hmm. she does she does have a, a especially whenever she does her hair you know she gets it super blonde and does like the wave thing like I could definitely see some Marilyn Monroe vibes but mm-hmm. she just thought that Vicky was not a good name so not she wanted it to be more like Marilyn Monroe with a two-parter like Anna Nicole Mm -hmm. um so she that's why she changed it the the guest photographers that she started working with though noticed that Anna actually looked more like Jane Mansfield and I've never actually like I've heard her name but then I googled Jane Mansfield and I'm like wow she really does look like her too so they actually showcased pictures of her in uh Mansfield inspired photo sessions for guests in 1993, she modeled for the Swedish clothing company, H&M, which led her to be featured on billboards in Sweden and Norway. She was also featured on the cover of Mary Claire in October, 1993 and GQ earlier that year. So just, I I tried to find where it actually like started, you know, like, but it seems like it just started like a, a match and just blew up her career. Yeah.
1: That's all that, that is a lot. And this is before she met Jay Howard, right?
0: No, she met him in 1991. Okay. So after she met him, was he
1: financing this rocket propelled situation yes. or did they just meet? She...
0: No, she. They had been dating for a while, as we'll talk about a little later, but he definitely provided for her. Okay. And he wanted her to not have to strip, basically, to to get money. So he was pretty much providing Open. For her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. That
1: same year, she was also named Playmate of the Year and was given a Jaguar convertible, $100,000, and a 10-page spread in the June
0: 1993 issue. So she hit a big within like a year and from watching the girls next door they don't just hand out playmate of the year like to anybody usually you have to pay your dues and Mm -hmm. be in it for a while so I'm sure this probably was not super well received by all the the other (laughs)
1: playmates that yeah uh, that might have put in some more time (laughs) and yeah June twenty seventh, 1994, after dating for 11 months, J. Howard Marshall and Anna Nicole Smith were married in Houston. He was 89, and she was 27 mm-hmm. years old.
0: Yeah. Looks that bad.
1: is Aki
0: mm-hmm.
1: to me. <laughs> yeah. She wore a 22-carat diamond, reportedly worth $107,000, Many people thought she was marrying him for the money. The first year of dating, he had spent about $1.7 million on her, which is about $3.8 million in today's money. He had also added her to the Marshall Petroleum payroll as a consultant. Yeah. How much money did he have?
0: Because that is relative. (laughs) He was a billionaire. (laughs) I don't know so, exactly how much he totally was worth, but his his child, one of his children, and we'll talk about this, was getting a little suspicious and was worried that he was basically going to take everything.
1: Yeah, I'd like to give it all to her.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just
1: saying 1.7 million might not be that much money if she's living his lifestyle with him and he's a billionaire. Like that right. seems like flabbergasting amount
0: but probably not to him well you got to think about like i don't know i just feel like there there has to be some sort of transition there right like she met him in 1991 while this she's is...
1: stripping to finance her lifestyle that she wants which Correct. is probably
0: you know just the lifestyle that you and i have she liked nice things she yeah. you know like to spend money but we're talking in the span of essentially two and a half years
1: she's she, a millionaire
0: <laughs> she yeah i mean like i feel like there has to be a transition living like one like i could coupons, yeah. dude i look for the yeah. clearance rack and mm-hmm. i don't i feel like that's just ingrained in me to even if i had a lot of money i would still do those things because i'm like why would I pay more if I could pay less? You know what I mean? I I don't know. I'll never have to worry about that. Yeah. (laughs) We're probably not going to get to that point, but it's just, it's it's wild to me how, yeah, you're, you're stripping to probably just make ends meet for each day Mm -hmm. to spend in you know, 1.7 million.
1: Yeah, that's wild. There are many phone recordings of J. Howard Marshall that basically recorded him saying that he believed he was put on this earth to help Anna and help her heal from the hard life she had growing up with her mother. He gave her everything she wanted, but J. Howard Marshall's son Pierce was coming up with ways to protect the estate from being bled to death by Anna.
0: Yeah. And I and there are in the documentary recordings, a lot of phone recordings of him, you know, calling her saying, you're the light of my life. And like, and I think I'd like to think that there there was love there with Anna, Mm -hmm. but then towards that we'll talk about towards the end, she gets kind of roped into the glamorous lifestyle of Hollywood and she's not paying attention to him like she probably should be. And it just looked really bad. Yeah. It looked bad. And it looks bad anyway when you marry an 89-year-old when you're 27. I mean. But... And and there, like I'm not even arguing
1: like there could
0: definitely
1: be love between an 89-year-old and a 27-year-old. I don't think it's like the kind of love that you have with your husband. Yeah right but there can be some kind of love there
0: but yeah (laughs) she grew up um like we mentioned just with her mother and i know that her father not being around in her life was really hard for her um and whenever she actually went through all this playboy stuff she actually found her father and flew her um father and then one of her half siblings in and didn't tell them where they were going just for like here's a plane ticket come meet me and they they took she took them to the playboy mansion for her playmate of the year party and i guess this is the
1: first time her Mm -hmm. father is seeing her and weird not the best venue oh yeah no yeah a
0: a rekindling of a relationship (laughs) And apparently they talked to the brother that had come with the father and they, he had said how basically the dad was not a good person. Like there was yeah. a report that he had actually raped one of his prior wife's friends, Um, like just a nasty guy. And she actually had told one of the Playboy Mansion workers that he had tried to come on to her whenever he visited and then it pretty much just cut that off so you know Wait, not...
1: she said he had come mm-hmm. on to her yeah. yeah
0: yeah so and and also for j howard marshall he had gone through i think he was married three times and he had just recently gotten past you know over on his third divorce basically and someone in his life had passed away he was going through a rough time, too, so it could just be you know, two moths to a flame, and they found he's literally
1: 89 years old. Yeah, he deserves it. 89. To. I'm gonna be eating Reese cups and watching like old movies. I'm not gonna be out here finding 20 year olds to date. Yeah, nobody's telling me I'm going through a rough time unless it's health related. <laughs> Maybe settled. Was...
0: <laughs> And maybe At it was 89. his way to to feel young, you know, because that's what they say anyway. Yeah, but
1: yeah. So fame isn't without its scrutiny, and the New York Magazine did a cover on August twenty second, nineteen ninety four, entitled "White Trash Nation," which had a photo of Anna Nicole sitting in a short skirt with cowboy boots as she eats chips she looks cute (laughs) as hell that's what i thought
0: that's what i thought whenever i saw because it didn't have the picture in the article i was reading i was like i gotta see this and Mm -hmm. i was expecting her to be like not full face makeup like Mm -hmm. they found her leaning up against a car yeah she looks
1: adorable i love it she did not though (laughs) in october of 1994 she sued the magazine for five million dollars claiming that she did not authorize the use of her photo and the article damaged her reputation the lawsuit was reported to be settled
0: yeah so they probably paid her some fat stacks to shut her up and you'll find that she's very uh lawsuit happy they just everybody in hollywood i feel like they just sue each other all the time
1: yeah it wouldn't even cross my mind to sue over this because if i if there was a picture of me like this i'd be like i look really cute white trash nation yeah right checks <laughs> like right. whatever
0: <laughs> yeah no i think she looks adorable also and plus it's free publicity i mean you're on the cover of a magazine and who cares if it says way trash nation on it <laughs> Like
1: you're... i don't know she made some money off of it in the end of mm, she yeah sued them so whatever
0: also in 1994 anna started her acting career making her screen debut in the hudsucker proxy alongside tim robbins she then went on to star in a larger role as tanya peters and the naked gun three 33 and a half or a third i'm sorry that's such a weird name the final insult she was typecast as the ditzy blonde some other movies or TV shows that she appeared in are The Skyscraper, Sin City Spectacular, Anna Nicole Smith Exposed, Veronica's Closet, Ally McBeal, Wasabi Tuna, Be Cool. I love that movie. Yeah. Illegal Aliens. I can't remember Be Cool, but yeah, I know one, I saw it. <laughs> that's one of my safe movies. Is I it? watch that. Oh, yeah. I watch it all the time. So good.
1: That might be why, why I've seen it. I just do really remember it. It was not one of my safe movies. August 4th, 1995, J. Howard Marshall died in Houston at the age of 90. Now, the fight for his estate was on. Even though Smith was not in Marshall's will, she claimed that in return for marriage, Marshall verbally promised her half of his estate. Which primarily consisted of a 16% interest in Koch Industries, which was then worth 1.6 billion dollars. Pretty that's hefty. steps. Yeah, I feel like you can't get a verbal promise. Like that's not that's not we, gonna. You can't prove well, it. I honestly don't really know what happened. <laughs> in this story other than i'm pretty sure she doesn't get 1.6 billion dollars so correct yes but yeah i mean you can't have somebody verbally promise you that you're going to get half of their estate when they're a billionaire and,
0: and did she 89. really think
1: that was did she really think that was solid <laughs> like right. okay mm-hmm. um smith's stepson e pierce marshall disputed the claim Smith temporarily joined forces with J. Howard's other son, J. Howard Marshall III, who was disowned after attempting to take control of Koch Industries. Howard III also claimed that his father had verbally promised him a portion of the state. Like Smith, Howard III was also left out of his father's will. I would just like to say that he also promised me part of the state. Right. We won't even take
0: like, uh, we won't even take that much of it. I mean, just a hundred grand will work. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm talking like 1%. Right.
1: Right. (laughs) 0.5%. We'll literally take anything.
0: He said 2%, but I'll take (laughs) (laughs) 0.5%. And I won't even sue you for it either. Right january 25th 1996 anna filed for bankruptcy in california claiming that she had debts over a million dollars she couldn't pay uh especially after she had an eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar judgment that was awarded to her prior nanny maria antonio uh antonia curta cerrado okay yeah sure she and Filed, this is wild to me. She had filed a suit charging Anna with sexual harassment, sexual assault, and false imprisonment. She said this occurred during a Las Vegas business trip. Anna had then countersued Maria, but she failed to follow up on her counter sue. So the judge just ruled in favor of her, um, of Maria, adding that massive bill to the list. And I do want to say that it doesn't make total sense all of this. However, whenever she was in Texas and she was, you know, stripping and doing all that stuff, she was partaking in um female company also. So maybe it could have been just like she thought Maria was beautiful and wanted to try to get it in. And then Maria saw so her just not to sue her.
1: detailed somewhere. We should find this out. Because what, what constitutes sexual harassment, assault, and false imprisonment?
0: Locking her in a bedroom and grabbing a boobie. <sighs> Saying, dang girl, you fine. All that could be all that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Anna listed about
1: $2.7 in personal and real property compared to the $9 billion in liabilities she owed. $9 she million. She Marshall's I'm sorry, did I say
0: billion? Uh huh. It's hard <laughs> when you're talking millions and billions.
1: None of this means anything. To er, me. er,
0: right. <laughs> it's all I'm dealing, unattainable. I'm
1: dealing in hundo's <laughs> over here, okay? <laughs> Nine million in liabilities she owed. She listed Marshall's estate as a potential asset because it was in litigation. Are you allowed to do that? That's interesting. That is. Pierce Marshall sued Anna for defamation. And then Anna
0: sued him, and it was a sue battle.
1: <laughs> Everybody's
0: just, suing everybody. It's just crazy. We talk about this all the time: how somebody sues somebody, and then they counter sue. It's just like, where does it? End? And the real bummer about like the whole Maria thing is they just awarded it to her because she didn't pay attention. Like she probably maybe was not guilty of those things. Maybe she was, but. She Houston countersued and then just, up. yeah, let it go. 850000 She Dumb. had a lot going on. She did. That's true. In 1999, the bankruptcy court issued a order discharging all debts and claims against Anna, except for Pierce's claim for defamation. This went to trial. And in December 29th, 2000, the court ruled in favor of Smith. And she was awarded twenty five dollars for punitive damages not a bad payday so that's why people Damn. counter sue she walked out of that with getting
1: all of her debts discharged yeah and 25 million dollars I did not see that coming I did you... not see that coming
0: so I filed bankruptcy whenever I was a young lass and I had to pay back I did chapter 13 so, you had to pay back every month until you hit this half basically of what you owed. And I'm shocked that they didn't try to take that 25 mil towards what she owed. That's crazy.
1: So, they must have discharged it all. And then, like it says, then it went to court in yep. 2000.
0: Yeah. So, it was already said and done. And they then she just let it go.
1: It was already settled. That's kind of bullshit. But damn. Good for That's her. Crazy. I mean, I guess. In September 2000, a Los Angeles bankruptcy judge awarded Smith 449 wait, what is this number? Million?
0: I think it's $500 million. Is that Five, right? Basically
1: $449,754,134, yeah. the amount that Marshall's interest in Koch Industries appreciated during their marriage. However, in July of 2001, Houston judge Mike Wood affirmed the jury's findings in the probate case by ruling that Smith was entitled to nothing. The judge ordered Smith to pay over a million to cover the legal costs and expenses of E Pierce Marshall. The conflict between the Texas probate court and California bankruptcy court judgments forced the matter into federal court.
0: Mm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: <laughs> in March 2002, a federal judge vacated the California bankruptcy court's ruling and issued a new ruling that reduced the award to 88 million. This is insane to me, but I ha- but you have to remember, like these money amounts are like astronomical to us. Like this is winning hmm. the lottery money, but this is probably just like how much at that point she was just used to spending a bunch of freaking money.
0: Well, just think about the first year she was at 1.7 million. So that's essentially eight years that's going to get her through. And that's it.
1: Yeah. And that was money that he was spending on her. I'm I'm sure he was like housing her for free. Mm -hmm. You know, that probably wasn't included in all the perks that she got of things that were just around.
0: Right. Well and and I will I would note that he was trying whenever he was alive to give her things i think i think in the vein of like okay if i give her this then she'll have something when i'm gone but she just spent it so freaking quick i guess he had like a credit card that had like basically no limit on it it did but it was crazy and she maxed it out so she he was just he was trying i think to do things systematically to kind of protect her and daniel because he wanted to adopt daniel um and it just never happened and i think that he was trying to set her up but she just spent it too damn quick
1: yeah and i don't mean to speak ill of the dead but she seems like she is bad as shit with money Obviously, and really needed to get a reality check. Yeah, yep. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in there, on December 30th, 2004, a three-judge panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit reversed that decision and the decision of being the award is 88 million. Reversed that decision on the grounds that the federal courts lacked jurisdiction to overrule the probate court's decision.
0: so that means she got nothing i would assume i don't know i need to be a lawyer
1: Uh, yeah i don't know that's hard to follow
0: i don't know what she walked out of there with (laughs) in two 2002 this is the good stuff so like we talked about anna she was given (laughs) her own reality tv show on Eve called the anna nicole show this premiered in august 2002 and lasted until june 2003. the day the show premiered was the seventh anniversary of the death of j howard marshall the show followed anna her boyfriend slash attorney howard k stern not howard stern different guy thanks
1: for clarifying because i was like (laughs) wait (laughs) yes that's why
0: the k is very important her son daniel her assistant kimberly kimmy walther her miniature poodle sugar pie, her interior decorator Bobby Trendy, and her cousin from Texas Shelly Cloud. It hands down was a masterpiece and I wish it would have lasted longer because it was amazing.
1: You freaking love love reality TV. I do. I do. (laughs) I love that. You always have. (laughs) In the show, Anna had gained some weight and was under heavy scrutiny in the public's eye. Not being able to take the criticism any longer, Anna started starving herself. I hate that. And I think in the early 2000s, I mean, you know, it's always been a thing where people comment on women's bodies, whatever. But I feel like the idea of what fat was in the early 2000s is astounding. Like the shit that Jessica Simpson got for looking like a normal human, a gorgeous normal human. Yeah. I mean, it was disgusting. And no wonder all of us have body image issues, honestly.
0: I could never be famous, dude. I could never, like that would... it's always easier to say oh just don't listen to it it would wreck you like all the time to hear all of this yeah. negative stuff about you like people don't even know you mm-hmm. and they're commenting like it's just awful it's really awful
1: it is in October 2003 after significant weight loss she became the spokesperson for trim spa saying it helped her lose 69 pounds trim spa diet product company and smith were sued in a class action lawsuit alleging their marketing of a weight loss pill was false or misleading
0: i mean i don't so she know how was sued you could too yeah
1: Leave i don't even
0: alone. <laughs> i don't even know how i guess if you endorse something being come after you too i don't know that should be in some contract somewhere though that mm-hmm. you're not liable for any of this hmm yeah November, 2004, Anna appeared at the American Music Awards to introduce Kanye West. She was, wow, you can, it's in the documentary, her whole spiel. It's painful to watch. She was officially like Hot Mess Express. She seemed incoherent and she was slurring her speech. She acted really weird. During her presentation, she threw up her arms and asked, do you like my body? (laughs) Because it was new. (laughs) Like, yes, they did probably. (laughs) But it was just, it was really weird. Whenever she was on the red carpet, like before going into the event, she was like almost doing a backbend, trying to wave to people as her, I don't know if it was her bodyguard or whoever, but was kind of like shuffling her in the door. But it's just oh, it's bad. It's so bad. And nobody stopped her and was like, I know, isn't that the saddest? Mm -hmm. Like, Why would I would never let you go out there like that in front of a million people? Oh,
1: thank you. Appreciate it. And that's, I'm, and that is another thing. I feel like we are doing a little bit better as a people. I think maybe because i feel like what when that happened i don't really remember this i think i was not paying attention or whatever but nowadays i feel like if you if they are like taking pictures and like posting or you know putting in magazines or if people even read magazines anymore about people that are clearly on drugs mm-hmm. that are famous i feel like there's a lot better of a reception like people are more concerned Mm -hmm. It's not as, like, shit-talky as it was in the early 2000s or even, like, in the last 10 years. I feel like that's been brought up to, like, a forefront and people are being more concerned, receiving it more, as opposed to just, like, pointing and looking and being like, look at that mess.
0: Don't you think, though, that she should have people around her... That yes. would be like, even though if she was under contract, she might have to pay money. Like they would be, it, it would be. Everybody a shit show. should
1: have some. Everybody should have people in their lives looking out for them. And it looks yeah. like she didn't have anybody in her life looking out for her at that point.
0: I don't know. That just that makes me really. That's sad. really really sad. Mm-hmm. But she also is though is a, you know an extravagant being, and in March two thousand five. Anna was a presenter at the first MTV Australia Video Music Awards in Sydney, which I didn't even know was a thing. And Anna spoofed Janet Jackson's famous wardrobe malfunction by pulling down her dress to reveal her boobies. And they were covered with the MTV logos, which is pretty freaking funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully she was, I don't know about that. <laughs> that performance i don't know if she was that sounds like into. that was a
1: choice she might have been but that sounds like that was an actual choice whereas yes. slurring her speech and acting strange before probably wasn't
0: a choice uh, to you gotta watch that making. clip you gotta watch it it's just cringy it's just like oh honey just you need i feel nap. like
1: i've i feel like i've seen it because it is invoking some sort of memory but i don't like super remember it i will watch it I'll go back and and take a peek, but that, I mean, man, she had, she was going through it and needed some friends. Mm
0: Mm-hmm, definitely.
1: (laughs) In September 2005, the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear the appeal of the decision... The George W. Bush administration directed Paul Clement, Clement, the United States Solicitor General, to intercede on Smith's behalf in the interest of expanding federal court jurisdiction over state probate disputes.
0: So this is about that overruling that they did earlier. Uh
1: Yeah. On May 1st, 2006, the Supreme Court unanimously decided in favor of Smith. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the opinion. The decision did not give Smith a portion of her husband's estate, but affirmed her right to pursue a share of it in federal court.
0: RBG, man, for mm-hmm. the win.
1: Coming in clutch.
0: In 2006, Anna met with a psychiatrist at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. They diagnosed her with a borderline personality disorder, which, yep. Okay. I could see it. Uh June 1st of 2006, Anna announced that she was pregnant on a video clip on her website. Her daughter, Danny Lynn, was born on September 7th, 2006 in New Providence, Bahamas. Howard K. Stern, the longtime attorney slash boyfriend slash gopher, had insisted that he was the father. They had a really weird relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the show, it was just, you never really knew what was going on. If they were lovers, if they were friends, he could have been gay. I don't know. It was just, you never really knew what was going on. Oh, that's Um, weird. But it was her boyfriend, right? That's what she says. And I think she was just saying this because she didn't want the father to know. So, entertainment photographer Larry Burkhead claimed that he could be the baby's father and filed a lawsuit to establish paternity the bohemian birth certificate recorded the father as howard k stern and apparently there and i don't know if it's the same here but whoever signs the birth certificate is the father like Mm -hmm. you are the father which i think is the Mm -hmm. same here right
1: it is the same here yeah yeah you're you say the bohemian birth certificate
0: (laughs) bohemian (laughs) what is it i don't know bohemian the bahama Bahamian, the bahama people had the birth certificate gotcha
1: and stern was listed as the father on june 20th 2006 e pierce marshall died at age 67 from an infection his widow elaine tedmer marshall pursued the case on behalf of his estate after smith's death yeah yeah In 2007, the case continued on behalf of Smith's infant daughter, Danny Lynn Burkhead. In March 2010, an appeals court upheld the verdict barring Smith from the estate. Following the decision, lawyers for Smith's estate appealed the decision to the entire Ninth Circuit. On May 6, 2010, the appeal was denied, and on September 28, 2010, the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case.
0: Yeah. So that is kind of foreshadowing a little bit ahead of where we're at. That's
1: telling a lot of information ahead.
0: (laughs) Foreshadowing. But But it's just easier to get that little blurby out of the way,
1: right? That's what's, yeah, that's what's going on with the estate and the courts or whatever. And then now we'll back over to what was going on in her life outside of that.
0: So we're going to back up to 2006 september 10th 2006 Anna's son daniel so she had a daughter danny lynn and a son daniel which is poor choices um but her son daniel wayne smith who was 20 years old died in his mother's hospital room while visiting the baby i forgot about this i it's remember so that sad. oh it's awful this was three days after her daughter was born An autopsy found he had died from a combination of drugs, uh, which was methadone mixed with antidepressants. The Bahama Mama people determined it was accidental and there were no criminal charges that were filed. September 21st, 2006, a death certificate was issued so Daniel could be buried. He was buried at Lakeview Cemetery in New Providence on October 19th, 2006, almost six weeks after his death. Do you imagine
1: so sad
0: having a baby and then having to bury your other baby? Like even no, just no. surviving the emotions of postpartum, like I, mm-hmm. I, could not. That's awful. Oh,
1: that is terrible. I do remember that now. That was very sad. September twenty eighth, two thousand and six, Anna and Howard exchanged vows and rings and an commitment ceremony in the Bahamas is it yeah okay (laughs) informal informal commitment ceremony in the Bahamas but no marriage certificate was issued and the ceremony was not legally binding so it was just for funsies
0: yeah they people around them said that there was just so much tragedy in their life they wanted something to kind of like try to lift their spirits so Mm -hmm. that's why this was the thing
1: she did that 18 days after her son died
0: well and he was what buried and he was after in... this
1: he wasn't yeah. even buried when they did this
0: yeah it's an odd odd very odd but if that's what she needed to like get through that then go for it girl you know Oh, that would not be on my <laughs> radar <laughs>
1: yeah i'm like i'm having hard no time wrapping my mind around this i'm trying to give that, her the benefit she of the doubt literally just had a baby her other baby died 18 days later which is basically two weeks yeah she had this informal wedding ceremony with this guy
0: i don't know mm-hmm. that's a lot to i i also wonder cluster. if it was to solidify like her trying to prove that he was the father of danny lynn yeah I, I wonder if it was more like a ruse, you know, to to just put maybe that not nail even in a the ruse, poss- but
1: just to like make sure. Yeah, Anna and Howard stayed in the Bahamas, possibly to avoid the paternity paternity test. Waiting for them back in the U.S. late two thousand and six, Anna was granted permanent resident status in the Bahamas. She claimed she owned a nine hundred thousand dollar mansion that was given to her by her former boyfriend. Gather Ben Thompson, but he claimed he loaded loaned Blonde. Anna the money to buy the property, but she failed to repay and he regained control. Thompson sued to evict Smith from the property and he won by default because she failed to respond. Yikes. Yikes.
0: Yikes.
1: That very much reminds me of I'm gonna tell a story and I probably shouldn't. One of my friends got arrested. For uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was some sort of like driving thing that was like not a big deal. And she paid the ticket, but it said she needed to appear in court and she didn't read the letter, and she did not appear in court, and they issued a warrant and went and arrested her at work. And I'm like, it, it feels like you should get a second chance. <laughs> like if you miss something that life-changing and important they should be like sorry sweetheart right one more one more try and now we know you know and Mm. this is what you need to do you know I feel like man twice she has really screwed herself up by not showing up to something
0: and in the word of like warrants it's wild to me that we could be walking around and have warrants I don't
1: even know it yeah like parking tickets or something (laughs) yeah
0: it's scary I don't know it is
1: is. and mail is unreliable do not mail me stuff it is not 1902 like figure out a better way to get in touch with me I'm not going to answer my phone if you call but leave a voicemail and I'll check it out
0: (laughs) or text me or Or send me an email
1: I don't know. I might miss an email too. I really need somebody to call me and leave me a voicemail or text
0: me. <laughs> Certified letter is how you get a hold of me.
1: There you. I need to sign
0: for that shit.
1: Yeah, that I would actually read.
0: <laughs> um, while cleaning out the mansion after she was forced to vacate, it is said that they found methadone in Anna's bedroom fridge along with vials of injectable vitamin B12. And lots of bottles of Slim Fast and that there, not the like methadone, but a bedroom fridge. That's where I want to be at in my life. Having a, a bedroom so so big, you need a freaking fridge in there.
1: You can get a bedroom fridge. for your
0: snacks. I want a full size, not one of those out okay. jobs. Calm down. <laughs> Got lots of snacks I that mean- need refrigerating. <laughs>
1: no you don't you can't yeah. even fit that I many know. snacks in your belly
0: anymore <laughs> yeah I know I still am a fat kid at heart always thinking about my snacks
1: like I just I just want a fridge full of snacks not <laughs> to eat them just to have them it's a status thing I feel like fridge snacks I mean you've made yeah. it uh, uh just having a second fridge means like to me when I was younger like my friends that had two fridges like you Uh I was like oh she rich rich." (laughs) and now I have a second fridge and I know that's not true
0: (laughs) (laughs) you have a real fridge and then you have a far less shitty fridge that's like a garage fridge
1: (laughs) Yeah, that houses uh, all
0: of our seltzer waters (laughs) right uh December 8th 2007 Anna is okay Mm. just keeps getting worse here we go no more laughing December 8th, 2007, Anna was found unresponsive at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. CPR was started at 1 45 p.m. until 2.10 p.m. by Anna's bodyguard and his wife. And I would just like to say they're champions because that is hard work. Mm-hmm. And you did it for what? Almost a half, a half, hour. half hour. And you tried so hard to do everything you could um but unfortunately it, there also is a weird chain of events so the bodyguard who had been with her through like everything she loved that bodyguard and he loved her back he um he called the front desk the front desk called security and then security called 911 why i do not understand why he didn't just call nine one one or the front desk didn't call nine one one. um, but there was like a chain of events that took place there. So unfortunately, Anna was rushed to the hospital where she was dead on arrival at two forty nine pm I have a question. Yes.
1: okay. The bodyguard call started calling people at one thirty eight. Yes. He was a trained paramedic. Yes. But he didn't start CPR until 1.45.
0: I'm assuming he went in the room, saw she was unresponsive, called immediately, and then it took him, you know, probably five minutes to, like, she was honestly probably already dead. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: was she, well, or was she breathing at that point?
0: And was just unresponsive and then stopped breathing, I wonder that could be true too i think i don't know with the relationship that they had that i saw through you he know. would have yes yeah, yeah you i'm not saying anything. he didn't
1: i'm not saying he did anything wrong i'm just wondering was she not breathing yeah or was she and then stopped i don't know right after the toxicology report it was noted that anna had died from a combined drug intoxication sleeping medication being a major component No illegal drugs were found in her system. That's scary. Yeah. The official report states her death was not considered to be due to homicide, suicide, or natural causes. Her death was officially ruled an accidental drug overdose of the sedative chloral hydrate. It was noted that 8 out of the 11 drugs in Anna's system were prescribed to Howard, not Anna. Never mind
0: right so illegal is like she wasn't smoking meth but yeah they're and, well and she,
1: prescribed but not to her
0: correct and she also uh took a benadryl on top of all of this stuff and they think that the benadryl that, really kinda, did it mm-hmm.
1: i can't even take benadryl by itself <laughs> that stuff Almost kills me every time I take it. I remember the last time I took it, it was because I had this weird allergic reaction and part of my face swelled up. I don't know what caused it. And I'm not allergic to other stuff. Like I'm not really allergic to anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what caused it. But I took Benadryl and I remember laying on my couch wrapped up in a big comforter in the middle of the day thinking it would be really easy to just stop breathing because this feels very laborious right now. Hmm. And then I was like, "If I fall asleep, am I going to stop breathing? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like, and it was Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't,
0: man. That stuff, not not messing around. <laughs> it yeah, it does not have to be illegal to be a lethal combination of things. Yeah, definitely
1: not. Anna's funeral took place on March second, two thousand and seven. April 2007, a Bahamian judge ruled that DNA testing had established Burkhead as the father of Anna's daughter. So not Howard K. Stern. Correct. But the photographer. Mm hmm. He applied to amend the birth certificate, listing himself as the father, which helped him obtain a passport for the baby to leave for the U.S. with him. Howard did not contest the DNA results or ruling, and Burke had returned to the U.S. with the baby. Wow.
0: And let me just say, from watching Anna's life on the TV, I think this was probably the best move for her to get out of that. Yeah. So he just let her go. Mm-hmm. And I and think I think there was, it was hard for him. He wanted what was best for the baby because I think really, nice. whatever, whatever their relationship was between Howard and Anna, I do think that there was love there too. Kind of like we talked about with the J. Howard Marshall thing. There can be love there. And I really do think he cared about her and he was with her for years and years and years just being her attorney and helping her through her life um Mm -hmm. so i think he did just i think it was hard for him to let her go because that was essentially the last piece of anna that he had Mm -hmm. um but it it was the right thing to do so he let her go man in june 2000 beautiful little baby oh my gosh so beautiful and she gets even more beautiful too so in june 2011 in the case of stern versus marshall the Supreme court issued a ruling against Smith's estate stating that the California bankruptcy court decision that gave her estate 475 million was made without subject matter jurisdiction. The court agreed with the ruling of the ninth circuit that a bankruptcy court could not make a decision on an issue outside bankruptcy law. So in 2011, Smith's estate filed a motion in the U S district court to obtain 44 million in compensation, compensation,
1: compensatory
0: yeah damages (laughs) and to sanction the estate of e pierce marshall in august 2014 david o carter a federal u.s district court judge in orange county california rejected these efforts so really it just
1: is that the end at that point
0: yeah that's the last thing i have on the estate business so it's just kind of dead at this point now Anna's gone I mean you know it's just I think Stern's probably over it
1: yeah that was a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. so where is Danny Lynn now after Burke had returned to the U.S. with his daughter they moved back to Kentucky where he was born and where he had met Anna at the Kentucky Derby in 2003 he takes Daniel to the Derby every year in 2013, when she was six, Danny Lynn started modeling for guest jeans, just like her mama. And now she's the spitting image. And she really is.
0: She really is. And um, it, looking at the uh, the article, um, Burkhead was talking about how, like, you know, with the guest jeans thing and everything, she w- she would see glimpses of things that her mother had done. And it just makes her feel more connected to her because that's so sad that, I mean, you know, she looks just freaking like her and Mm -hmm. you never got to meet her and, you know, you got to meet her, but you don't remember it. And I don't know, but it's nice of him to still try to keep her memory alive by taking her to the Derby every year and everything like that. So it seems like this exchange of him being the father and taking her away from all that craziness. Was the best thing for her and it looks like she's grown into a really beautiful well-adjusted young lady so
1: yeah that's fantastic silver yep. lining and a very sad story
0: very sad very tragic especially like right there towards the end it just was bam bam bam
1: and like really now it turns into a like tragic story for danny lynn as being the one that you know, lost her brother, lost her mother.
0: Mhm. The dad's the happy. only thing she's
1: got. Yeah. Taking but her to Kentucky sounds like the best idea.
0: Yeah, and it seems like he is a really good dad. Uh and gives, you know, gives her what she needs. So that that is definitely a silver lining because I don't know good. how good her life would have been if unfortunately if Anna would have been still alive because in the show Daniel was in the show, and there was a lot of inappropriate things just because your mom's in Playboy, you know what I mean? Like, it was just it was difficult, I think, for him.
1: do you think that she acted
0: mature enough to be a parent no, I think I think she loved her children and I think she wanted the best for them and to give them what she didn't have. but I don't think her sole focus was being a mother. Unfortunately. Yeah, and it
1: doesn't seem like her maturity level was really where it would need to be to to keep her kids. You know.
0: Yeah. Cause I a say lot of
1: safe, I don't mean like safe physically or whatever, but just you know. Yeah. I... She, might, she strikes me as somebody that might have let him see too much, too many things at yes. too young of an age or whatever.
0: Yeah. I think she was very loosey goosey with yeah. her stuff, and I think some kids can handle it and some kids can't. Yeah, definitely. So well, that is the tragic story of Anna Nicole Smith. And you. if you, if you, show, if you can find her show, if you can find her show, freaking watch it. It's a Girl, you tell
1: me if you can find it streaming, I'll watch it. I've been very into
0: reality lately, reality TV lately. I'll give it a go. <laughs> it is, it is a masterpiece. It was, it's, it should have gotten awards.
1: Yeah, I, tell you. I
0: ran out I
1: ran out of my extremely trashy Vanderpump Rules episodes that
0: I was watching. So Okay, now now you need to watch Real Housewives of Orange County and Real Housewives of Um hold on. My little like County. those Yeah, I only watch um my or um Orange County and there's another one that I watch. And really there's helps. no I don't watch, I can't deal with them. um mm. I'll let you know what other ones, but there's two that I watch. New York is okay sometimes, but they get kind of annoying. But I really like Orange County. They, I feel like, are the most real. Like, I feel like I could be friends with one of them or two of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Let me cite we'll my see. sources. We'll see. Yes. Or please do. any of the uh, below decks sailing yacht oh, yeah. and the mediterranean yeah, oh yes girl there's like okay. three three of those and they are all good they have like four seasons a piece you'll be watching that for a year so good
1: okay well maybe i will
0: <laughs> um okay so to cite my sources i went to insider.com anna nicole smith uh, real rundown.com And Forbes.com. They had a lot of the information on the court case and all that business and wiki, of course. And the the documentary. Um, hold on, let me cite it.
1: Are you looking are you looking up the documentary right now? Yeah,
0: because I forgot. Um, you don't know me. I think that's what I said earlier. That
1: is what you said.
0: But yes, the Anna Nicole Smith documentary, You Don't Know Me, is on Netflix and it's got some good insight. So we hope you enjoyed episode 149 on Anna Nicole Smith. Don't forget to check out the GoFundMe page for Crescent so we can save them. Mm -hmm. We hope you have a great week and we will see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.